Hi, welcome to the Sabbath School Bible Study Podcast. Today we're going to have a very special episode as my friend and theologian Lucas Azevedo joins me in a discussion slash interview about the book of Isaiah. Can you hear me? Hello, Suzanne. I can hear you well. Oh, great. Thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me about the book of Isaiah. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. <laughs> well, we're on lesson eight, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, did something call your attention about this lesson? For me, it was like uh, we got to a point where we began to study chapter 40, uh, which is like a turning point in the book, right? We have it like the, the warnings and a lot of bad news. And now, all of a sudden, we have a change in perspective. So this is a very exciting lesson that we're like changing a little bit of perspectives, right? That's correct. That's that's correct. It's nice to see um, God showing this this face of His, which is part of His character. It's part of who He actually is. Uh, sometimes we we may be uh, misled by the idea that God is just punitive and He's just trying to uh, to inflict. Um, any sort of punishment on his people for his for their misbehavior, um, but all of a sudden you see God showing his his mercy and his tenderness and his um, his desire to comfort his people, and that brings us comfort today too. Yes, it does. That's very beautiful text that we had in this lesson, right? And it's. Very beautiful and very, like, uh, we are uh, in the time of the end. So I think that all of this message is so, it's so important for us today. Like, uh, we have to know a lot about the character of God. And I think the book of Isaiah, it shows us this in very much detail, huh? That's true. It's a complex book and it's... Um... It's a, it's it's a gem. It's it's a it's it's a pearl in the middle of the other prophets because it touches so many different aspects of um, um, our religion, our our ex spiritual re uh, relationship, and spiritual experience um, with what we believe with our faith. It talks about um, how God uh, relates to His people. It talks about. Uh, his uh, God's expectations for his people. He talks about God's justice. He talks about his commandments and his expectations towards us, even today in the 21st century. Uh, he talks about Jesus. He talks about the Messiah who, who was still to come. Uh, it's, it's, it's a powerful book. Yes, it is. It talks about the first and the second coming of Christ, huh? That's it's true. very it's very exciting to read about all of that. And well, I mean, in the beginning of the lesson, we are faced 
with the reality that actually we we go uh, a step ahead in the future mm. and in the in the theme of return from babylon right they talk mm -hmm. about can you can you talk a little bit about that well we can see in that part um something that was mentioned already before chapter uh 14 we can see that there was a, a situation that was already it was foreseen and uh from chapter 39 to 40 and in the following chapters there is a there's a leap um in this relationship between uh the the people of Israel and and Babylon Well, and it's like, so the promises of comfort, like when God says, comfort, eat my people. So it's also about when after the Babylonian uh, chapter happens in the life of, mm -hmm. of, of the people, huh? Mm -hmm. It's like, so it's very interesting to see how we can actually have these jumps ahead in time. I confess that I get a little confused when this happens, but like when when he when the author of the book refers to uh, some prophecies, some messianic prophecies, then they're talking about the first and the second coming of Christ at the same time. Mm. So But this is very nice that actually there is some comfort, some promise of comfort. And do you think that this is also for us, this comfort, this promised comfort? Well, uh, I absolutely believe that. But of course, the contexts are, are very different. Um, it, it, it's hard to compare us today with the Israelites at that time. It's really difficult. We're talking about here, uh, let's see, a thousand, two thousand. We're talking about two thousand six, seven hundred years ago. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's a uh, lot. <laughs> yeah, and today we're much more individualistic. Um, we live in, so we still live in society, but. Every family, it's on their own. We don't have a, 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 we don't have leadership in our societies that can be compared with that kind of leadership the Israelites used to have, like a king under God or under uh, the guidance of prophets. We, we don't have those. So people tend to be more individualistic today. And mm -hmm. uh, when we see... God talking to the people at that time and comparing to us as individual or small families, it's, it's hard to make this parallel. But at the same time, we can see difficulties, even though they, may, they might be different. I mean, they were under the threat of foreign invasion. No? Uh, we have different kinds of difficulties here today, but it doesn't mean that there is no suffering. So suffering is still all around us. And uh, God's promises, to some extent, they're still to be fulfilled. And uh, we still rely on those promises. So when he talks about comfort, yes, I believe that that's intended for us as well. Good. I believe that too. 
Hmm. I really believe that too. And like, I cannot wait for the day when God is going to end with all the suffering and wipe every tear from our eyes. So Amen. Gives me hope. <laughs> gives me Amen. Hope. That's right. <laughs> right. Wow. So uh, what about uh, this, this study? We also hear a lot about God's forgiveness because when in this shift of perspective, it's like comfort your sins are pardoned. So we touch a lot in the subject of God's forgiveness mm-hmm. in this lesson. And also in the whole book of Isaiah, we see here and there, this is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. There is even uh, that question, which is easier to say to a paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and pick up your pallet and walk, that we see in Mark. Huh? That was a powerful question, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> How do you respond to that? It's, it's, I mean, the answer seems to be extremely obvious for us. But for them at that time, I mean, in Jesus' time, that was already very difficult to answer because they had some strong beliefs, religious beliefs that were like clouding their view uh, concerning the, the role of the Messiah and who the Messiah was supposed to be, right? Exactly. And they couldn't even understand that he could be able to forgive sins because only God could do that. And I believe it could be very very complicated but and, that, and that's mean... exactly what they couldn't see because only god can forgive and so god was there emmanuel right he was there with them and uh, and he couldn't see that yes yeah for us it's more obvious because we are seeing everything retrospect but exactly. for people like there and then we must have been very confusing, very difficult. And actually, <laughs> both are very difficult to say. It's easier to say your sins are forgiven, get up or pick up your pal and then walk. Like to say any of these things can be easy, but to do it, <laughs> because you can say easily, but can you mean it? Can you do it? Like so. Exactly. I mean, you can say your sins are forgiven, but to tell a... a, 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 a a crippled person say, well, get up, take up your mat, your pallet, and walk. Well, you can say that, but will it, will it become true? Uh, it's, 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 it's a whole different thing. So uh, Jesus was basically saying, uh, he used that to prove, right? He says, well, to, to show you that the Son of Man has power to forgive mm-hmm. sins, and then he performs. Uh, that's, that's a powerful statement in a powerful moment in Jesus' life. Yeah, I mean, he performed the visible so that people could believe the invisible, right? The That's true. Yeah, exactly. The sins. Exactly. Yeah. But what can you tell us more about God's forgiveness in this context? Well, Isaiah lived in a moment in which... Uh, the people, when I'm saying here the Israelites, but what I mean by Israelites are people from Judah, right? Because that's where, mm-hmm. that's the nation where Isaiah lived. That's like yeah. the, the South Israel. 
and uh, what he would see there, it's not very different from what we can see today. Because what was going on there at that time was people were corrupting themselves. Uh, Religious leaders, they were so focused on, on religious practices that they forgot the essence, they forgot the meaning of what they were doing. And, the, mm-hmm. and what they did became more important for them than the, than the meaning of what they were doing. So that's, that, that's number one. Number two, socially speaking, uh, we, we have, we have um, a text, several texts saying, mentioning the corruption in the justice system how judges were, they, they would accept bribe uh, so that they would, um, they would uh, decide on someone's favor um, because they would uh, receive some financial uh, benefit out of that. They were taking bribery. So that's another very uh, strong, remarkable problem they were having there. Let's see what else. The political leaders... They were all around comfort. They were trying to get as much advantage as possible from their political activities. So what we could see, what we saw there was the ones who were rich become richer. The ones who were poor become becoming poorer to the point of slavery because they could not, they could not pay for their debts. Wow. In this context, Isaiah comes and says... It's everything wrong. <laughs> You're doing everything wrong. Something must be done urgently and or urgently here. Otherwise, punishment will come. Basically, Isaiah was saying, it's not because you were, you were the chosen people of God that you were immune to God's justice. That's basically what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Whichever nation in the world does the kind of things that you are doing here, they will suffer consequences, and so will you. Right? So uh, Isaiah was calling the people for repentance because judgment would come upon them if they did not change the ways they were behaving. Yeah, it must have been hard to bear this message, huh? Extremely hard. Like, up. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if I could go back in time, if I could live in any biblical time, if I could have any job, I would ask God not to be a prophet because those <laughs> guys, they were widely unpopular. Yes, a very hard job. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> very hard job to... to... It was, it was. <laughs> But, well... Anyway, so there was like a lot of sin and a lot of turning back from God, turning back from his word, turning back from the covenant. So there were complicated times. We still have a lot of that, unfortunately. But we do. We, we do. do. Yeah, this, this image I just depicted, if you, if, you, if you try to apply it today, it fits perfectly. It does. You were saying, I mean, and I was thinking, I didn't want to say it first, but, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, yeah I don't want to say, I don't want to say people are becoming slaves because they cannot pay their debts. 
but somehow <laughs> somehow it's even worse somehow it's even worse because people cannot pay their debts so they go so they go live on the streets they have yeah. to eat whatever they find and to try some way to survive and people actually are starving to death everywhere yeah. uh, especially in some areas of the world but here in our country everywhere there are people who are starving to death i slave in that time at least at least they would have food offered by the owner of the house exactly right so yeah. we live in a terrible situation yes we are it's very sad <laughs> it's very I, sad I, I, Yeah, I, I, I don't mean to be pessimistic, you know, like, you know, I don't want to be those, no, but it's those like, kind of people who are like, like, there's nothing good today. No, there are some good things, but, of course it, there but, are, but socially speaking, we have deep rooted problems, social problems that it's, we, we, we can't see a way of getting rid of those. Yeah, I like, we could have learned something from those times to now, but actually we repeat a lot of mistakes. And as God was forgiving them after a lot of mistakes, uh, I have faith that God is still forgiving us for our mistakes. And that's part of believing in God, in the power of forgiveness in believing in Jesus Christ. So this promise of, of forgiveness For me, it's a comfort that I take with me on a daily basis, you know. That's correct. That's correct. Let, let's just not uh, confuse the idea of God is still, uh, is still forgiving us with the idea that God doesn't care about sin anymore. Of course. Right. Of yeah, course. It's just, of yeah, course. Some people say that, oh, it's okay, I can do whatever I want, God will forgive me anyway, so... Oh, yeah, um, no, after well, I just pray and ask for forgiveness, so it's okay. Once I was saved, I was um, saved forever, so there's nothing I can do that... Uh, no, it's not about that. Of course, no. nobody's saved by, by what they do, by obeying the law that's not the, the, the source of salvation. The, the only source of salvation is Jesus Christ. Uh, at the same time, God calls us to live a, a holy life. And holy by holy, I don't mean sinless life, because we're still sinful people, but a life in which we, we rely on Him and we trust in Him to guide us in our decisions, in our daily decisions. You know, so little by little, we're transformed by the Holy Spirit. So little by little... We try to, we, 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 our hearts are shaped in a more Jesus-like frame. It's, 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 it's a beautiful work of the Spirit, but we have to let it happen. Right? Exactly. It's about letting it happen. And yeah. knowing that it's not all up to us, because we try this, oh, let me be perfect. And we start to try and try and try and do this and do that. And it's really not about that is allowing a process to happen in us. Yeah, that's right. God, God still hates sin. He will always hate sin because sin is, is against his character. Evil is against his character, what he is. His justice, his love, his good, his kindness, his mercy, his forgiveness, his, all, all, his light, everything good 
belongs to God's character is God's character. Mm-hmm. So he will always be against our evil, our bad decisions. He will always be against that. So when we keep that in mind and we try to lead a better life, we try to we are we tend to look for ways of uh, being better, right? In our in our relationships, in our daily lives. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. Well, uh, I was thinking about uh, what can we take from this lesson and from Isaiah's book uh, in general as life applications. What can we apply today in our lives that comes from Isaiah? Oh, there are so many beautiful things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hear I have one favorite. Of course, I, I, by favorite, I don't. I don't mean this is the most important. I'm not putting. I'm not ranking the lessons we can take from Isaiah. Not at all. I'm not able to do that. But there is one that called that catches my attention every time. Every time I read it, which comes from Isaiah chapter fifty-eight. Uh, it's about fasting. But oh. the lesson is not about fasting. It's not that. Not Isaiah. It's not that Isaiah is saying that we have to, 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 to fast as a, religious, um, as a religious activity. That's not the point. It's a much, it's a much broader thing. Mm-hmm. What was going on is that religious leaders, oh, not religious leaders only, but people in general, they, they had their religiosity. Um, and fasting was part of their religious practices and uh and the way they would fast they would take like one day one day per week okay generally or or, just food or water too what was it i'm sorry can you repeat that Oh, it was uh, fasting from food or also from water, liquids. Uh, do you have any details about that? Well, actually, this is actually not the point in Isaiah. Because okay. what they did, yeah, they did their, their, their fastings. I, I, I'm not sure the way they did that. But fasting for them was basically uh, turning themselves into a miserable image so that people for many people would see them as religious people you know people who were trying to be close to god so there was like a, a, a something from an external an external display of religiosity yeah and there was a big problem because of what i said earlier they were doing that just for the sake of the activity, not for the sake of what that activity should mean, which should be humility before God. And then Isaiah, Isaiah just, just, he goes straight to the point. He says, listen, like God saying through Isaiah, right? So listen, uh, the kind of fasting I asked, I ordered you, was not that. This is not fasting for me. Why? Because while you show yourselves humble and you're humbling themselves before me, actually more before the, uh, before the people like, than before me, but uh, while you do that, at the same time, 
you were still oppressing people. You're not caring for the poor. You're not caring for the orphans. You're not caring for the widow, for, for, for the widows. Uh, you're being corrupt. So uh, I see you doing all those bad things amongst yourselves to your brothers and sisters. I see you doing that. So your fasting to me has absolutely no value. It's worth for nothing. It's worth nothing. Exactly. I But... need your heart. I need your heart. I, need, I, 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 I don't need your exterior appearance. Uh-huh. And that's wonderful. And that's really powerful. And I like that. It because it yeah, applies. Yeah, it applies to every religion that has ever happened throughout the history of the world. Because You're in all right. of them, you see leaders somehow in different ways trying to show uh, uh, their spirituality through appearances. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure you agree with that. No, I, I do. I do definitely. It's like the appearance is very important. And sometimes we, we catch ourselves giving too much importance for the external, for the appearances. And sometimes like people judge our, other people by their clothes, but what they put, put in their hairs or whatever. And actually God is the God of the invisible. He sees inside the heart. And sometimes people forget about that. That's true. Right. And the promise... The promise God makes after that, after that text is just wonderful. I'm just opening here my, my, my Bible, actually my, my computer. And I, I want to read that because it's a really beautiful text. It's a powerful text. Oh, please. Let's see. Here it is. After saying that, well, this is not the kind of fasting I ask. The kind of fasting I ask is that you take care of the poor. You take care of the widow. You take care of the, the orphans. That you practice justice. After he says that, and then comes the promise. And boy, do we need God's promises. Yes, we do. <laughs> and then he says. Uh, here it is. Um, It is not the kind of fasting I have chosen to lose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. And then comes the promise. Then, if you do those things, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. So that's, the, that's one of my ever favorite texts in the whole Bible. Wow, that's very beautiful. What It brings chapter comfort. Is again? Chapter 58, okay. verses 6 through 9. That's very beautiful. It, it, it comes with the idea of God comforting 
his people, right? In verse 9, it says, then you will call, like in your distress and your suffering, you will call, call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. So that's powerful because it's God saying, I'm here. I'm here. Um, please listen to my words because what, I, what I'm trying to teach you is exactly what you need. And you're going absolutely astray from what you should be doing. Wow. Very powerful. Isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Do you think that this is your favorite part of Isaiah's book? Yes, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite part. Because it I speaks really loud to me. Too. <laughs> <laughs> because it's relevant. It's, it's extremely relevant to, to the world in all, in all the history of the world. In every people, in every era, every time we see an application to that text. It's incredible. Yes, it is. It's very incredible. <laughs> very incredible. Very beautiful. Very of course, we can't forget. Uh, we can forget chapter fifty-three, which is the which is the, the chapter in which Isaiah. Uh, it's it's a messianic uh, text talking about the coming of the of the Lord uh, Jesus as a as a as a, a servant who would suffer in the hands of human beings and would die for our sins for our transgressions. It's a beautiful chapter as well, which has a deep theological meaning as well for salvation and all. So Isaiah is a great book. It's a very rich book. Yes, I'm very glad that we are studying in this quarter. It's very, it's very exciting to be digging deeper into this book. That's right. I have a lot of learning to do. <laughs> we all do. I, something else that caught my attention is that uh, through the lesson, we can see something as the birth of evangelism that actually uh, they were saying, so shout, shout the good news. And I think also about the, the, the angelic messages uh, in Revelation that we are supposed to be doing this. We're supposed to be spreading God's word. Do you agree with me? Yes, I agree. Maybe we can discuss later in, a, in, in another talk about the meaning of spreading the word. How do I do that? Is there just one form of doing that? What other forms are there? Um, but yes, I totally agree. We, have, we are under this obligation of spreading this good news, right? Yes. Yes, we are. Wow, you got yourself a deal. <laughs> let's talk about this in other times <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah sure that's very great and well we keep here doing our world work in our lives and letting God work through us and studying the book of Isaiah which is a very beautiful lesson and actually I was uh, seeing that we have a lot of Isaiah's verses in Handel's Messiah. And it's very interesting because I'm a musician and I have sang uh, the choirs of the Messiah many times. And 
before I knew more about the Bible and I didn't know that they were Isaiah's verses. Isn't it wonderful? It is wonderful. Isaiah is also in our culture, like in the world culture and it's our arts and music. It's amazing. It is. It's very beautiful. And I mean, I see people singing uh, the Messiah by heart, the choirs, and sometimes they don't even know who God is. And they are going there. So this is such a beautiful way also to spread the message. But we are going to talk about this in more detail in other, in other meetings, huh? <laughs> I thought you would sing something for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, well the messiah starts with comfort ye comfort ye my people what a start huh what a start what is it just it just opens with a tenor singing comfort yeah. ye my people and you later listening? what um, I, I was just gonna say you listening to this podcast if you don't know your hostess, Susanna, she's a great, great singer. Okay, we're hoping <laughs> that one day she will sing here for us too. <laughs> well, uh, maybe I can think about recording something. Well, there are some beautiful arias in the Messiah for Soprano voice. So I, I've been thinking about that and do this, uh, thinking about this, this quarter's study. Which is beautiful, but actually, comfort ye. It's uh, like it's a recitative. It's from a tenor for a tenor voice, and then it comes the tenor aria, saying, "Every valley shall be exalted." So <laughs> it's mm. the beginning of this masterpiece that is very beautiful, and there's wow, there's a lot of verses throughout the whole Messiah, which is a very long piece. Uh, rarely is presented in the whole because I think the whole thing is more than three, four hours. But, well, anyway, getting too much detail here. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but, 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 but it's actually interesting. Yeah. Well, it is. Uh, yeah. Well, I love music, so I, I cannot hold myself here. And, <laughs> and sometimes I'm reading through the Bible and say, oh, I have sang that before. <laughs> <laughs> I have sang that before. That was a good one. Yes, that's, that's a very beautiful sensation because then I'm reading through the Bible and just the melody comes to my mind and I cannot read without the melody coming to my mind. <laughs> yeah, usually people say, well, I, I've read that before somewhere or I've heard that somebody spoke about that somewhere in the past. But you say, well, I've sang that before. I have sang that before. And sometimes I've sung, like... I've sung that before, yeah. Yeah, I've sung that before. And it's like the melody comes to my mind before I realize where was it that, that I sang that or <laughs> what what the composer. But it's That's like nice. the melody and the words become like engraved in our hearts. And it's a very powerful experience and it's very powerful to sing the messiah's choirs with this beautiful text and and see uh people's reaction it's very it's a delight to That's be nice. able to preach the word in in this way anyway i'm grateful to god that i can do this amazing well anytime soon would like to 
you know, to hear you preach with, with, with music, uh, with music here in this podcast. Okay. Okay. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, thank you so much for, oh, my pleasure. for your insight. Uh, you are amazing. You know a lot of, more about this than me. <laughs> I'm just a humble student and you bring so much light to our discussion. Oh, thank you. It, it, it's kind of you. No, it's not. You're <laughs> great. And thank you so much for, for being here with me. And I hope our listeners will have a great time listening to, to our discussion. All right. So thank you. And I hope to talk to you soon about other, other points, other ideas, other debates. Okay. okay, let's okay. do that. Let's <laughs> Thank do you very that. much. Thank you. I see you soon. Have a good night. Bye-bye. And that is all for today. Please subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for new episodes and special content.